Hi everyone, today we're going to be sharing from 1 Thessalonians 5 and Psalm 147. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. One question I thought about was, what is God's will for my life? And verse 18, it says, this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. And verses 16 to 18 talk about how God's will is for me to be a certain kind of person, one that rejoices always and prays without ceasing and gives thanks in all circumstances. The fact that God wants me to be this kind of person shows me first that he is a good-willed God. So often I have this default mindset that God is out to extract more work from me or to fix me and change me and make me good according to his standards, but in a way that doesn't make me feel good subjectively, so I resist it. But the fact that God wants me to rejoice always, to always have joy and be a joyful person no matter how bad things get, reveals to me that God is a God of joy and he wants me to have joy. The commentary says that this is one of 70 New Testament exhortations where believers are commanded to have joy. That means this isn't something that comes naturally to us, but it's something we have to cultivate, like a discipline that is good for us, but what we don't naturally want to do, like exercise. We know it's good for us, our doctors tell us we should do it, but many of us just don't want to do it, don't prioritize it, and it is to our detriment. God wants us to have joy, so he commands us to rejoice always, and I thought about how, how is this even possible? And I think the key here is verse 17, you have to pray without ceasing. But that doesn't mean we have to literally pray in a monastery all day, but it's to be continual, like breathing. Our connection to God has to be constant, and we have to live conscious of his presence throughout the day. Like when Jesus said in John 15, we have to abide with him constantly to stay alive and bear fruit. My experience in sheltering in place these days has been the less I'm inclined to rejoice, the more I need to pray so that I can rejoice and give thanks. I just can't do this on my own without praying more. Prayer reminds me of God and the unchanging truths of who God is and who I am before Him. And that automatically makes me so much more joyful and grateful. And even though COVID is forcing the world to shelter in place, and even though a lot of bad things are happening all around, our world, whether it's wars or loved ones getting sick with COVID, or just not being able to gather together for church or go to school like we used to, even then I can still rejoice always and give thanks in these circumstances if I pray to God, because the nature of prayer is that we focus not on ourselves and our circumstances, but on God and who he is and what he has already done for us on the cross. And I think it's really interesting that these um, command, these are all commands or exhortations that we are to rejoice and to give thanks in all circumstances. And I think that's because it really isn't our nature. Our emotions, we tend to focus on the thin slice of reality of the things that we don't have. The things that we fall short, things that didn't go our way, anxieties for our future. And so to rejoice and give thanks in those circumstances are the farthest thing from our mind. And yet God says to do this is fitting in the words, words, words of Psalm 147. And why is that? Well, I thought about a kid who's upset at one small thing. Say my child is upset that she didn't get that new toy. And she's moping around really, really sad. And when I go to her, I'm like, why are you sad? Why? What reasons do you have to be? And then I say, what about all these other things that you have? 
What about your parents? What about your health? All the other stuff that you have in your room, all these other things. And the problem is the child can only focus on the one thing that they do not have. And what's really interesting is I get as I get my children to focus on what else is true, what other things they have, they start to open up their eyes and be able to give thanks. Their emotions can change. And likewise, when I think about our life, there's so much that we have been given. Yes, it's true there are things that aren't going our way, but what else is true? Right? The fact that we have health. We live in a first world country. We have so many freedoms that we can do. And on top of that, there's God who loves us, cares for us, shows us grace and mercy. And so what is the fitting response? And God says it is to rejoice and give thanks. I think this also shows us that our emotions can be shaped by truth. And that's why it's a command. Because we have to bring our emotions in line what is really true of reality what we see around us. Rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances does not mean you have to be happy when bad things happen. When you lose a job, you lose a loved one. These are bad things. And yet we are called to rejoice and give thanks even in these circumstances, not because these bad things have happened, but because these bad things, as bad as they are, are not the whole sum of reality. As Christians, we are called to stay connected with God and even the worst that could happen, which is death, God has conquered for us. Recently, we've been reading through 1 Corinthians and I was just impacted by chapter 15 once again, where, O oh, death is your sting, where, O oh, death is your victory. And as we obey this command to rejoice, always give thanks in all circumstances, these truths that we agree with, but are invisible, intangible, become more real. But we have to obey and practice this discipline for it to feel more real to us. And then I want to talk about something in Psalm 147, verse 1. It says a song of praise is fitting, and we talked about why that's true, but also said that it is good to sing praises to our God. And I think there is a way in which when we give gratitude, when we praise God and actually praise the things in our life, what happens is that something good happens in us. There have been a lot of experiments on gratitude and have shown that when we are grateful people, we grow in happiness and health, and all the more when we express that gratitude. And so I think just at a basic level, to be grateful, to express what is true reality, that is good for us. And I think as Christians, all the more, we have the unchangeable truth. Circumstances can change. All the things around us can change, but there is God who loves us and cares for us. And that's why we can continue to give thanks. And so how are we to apply this? What does it look like to give thanks in all circumstances, to be able to rejoice always? I think two disciplines that have really helped me our number one, just gratitude journaling. Each day, taking some time out to list two or three things that I'm grateful for. And what that does, it turns my gaze away from that one area that I'm unhappy about to see what else is true. And there are actually a lot of things that I can give thanks for. And secondly, prayer. I think just praying to God, giving thanks for Him, remembering who He is, what He's given to me. But I think sometimes when we're in the midst of difficulty, it's really, really hard to pray, to find those words of joy and of thanks. And that's why I think it's sometimes helpful to pray through songs, like the one we saw today, to be able to go through, wait, there are all these things that I have that I could be thankful for. And it gives us the language and voice to do that. So one thing I thought about from what Psalm 147 is um, how unremarkable the things that the psalmist praises God for. In verses eight to nine, it says, he covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. And man, I thought it's really impractical to praise God for these kinds of things. And for myself, I would probably never praise them. 
praise God for them, even if I did notice them, but I would probably not even notice these things because I just have a lot to do. But we can read and pray through Psalms like Psalm 147 and learn how to give thanks to God for even these things that we tend to take for granted. So that's it for today. I hope you have a nice day. See you later. Bye.